Welcome to the Eat Right with Laura podcast. My name is Laura Rockos and I'm the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. You can find us on the web at www.eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K. You can find us on Facebook at Eagle Rock Nutrition, on Instagram, Eagle Rock underscore nutrition and on Twitter at, at Eagle Rock. So sorry I've been off the grid a little bit. I've been quite busy with school, um, both teaching classes and taking classes, been pretty busy at the office, so very overwhelmed. And of course, this um, pandemic has really pushed me over the edge. Um, and so I have been a little bit on the quiet side while I gather my thoughts. But I've been also very busy giving lots of webinars and oral presentations on a variety of topics that all encompass viral infections. So one topic that I've been speaking about in detail is about stress and the effect that the virus has on our bodies that stimulates our stress response. Um, So I had the pleasure of speaking to Castle Connolly, which is a concierge um, medical service practice um, organization, um, and they host various wellness events. And I was supposed to go into New York City last Thursday and give a um, a presentation to a large audience, uh, which was canceled, but then subsequently rescheduled in a um, webinar format. So I hope to have that link. Uh, but until that time, I decided that I'd give you a little bit, a little preview of my presentation on stress, um, because right now we're all under a lot of stress trying to stay well, trying to make sure that our families are healthy and not infected by this COVID-19 virus. So what is stress? A stress is your body's response to just about anything, and that is the response that we're having to the impact of this uh, pandemic that's impacting our entire lives. Uh, Most of us have never seen anything like this ever, um, being sequestered in our homes at work. So even though I'm I'm teaching and I'm a student, all of that has gone virtual. So I deliver my lectures online, I take my classes online, and I still see my patients at Eagle Rock Nutrition virtually. So anybody is still able to, any person can still go online to my website, eaglerock.com, to book an appointment um, if they need some dietary intervention from me. So that is stress. It's just the way our body responds to anything that requires us to react. Like when you need to react to anything, that is the stress response. So what does your body do when you're responding to stress? You produce some neurotransmitters. Right? These neurotransmitters are things like adrenaline, right? Um, also called epinephrine and norepinephrine. So these are um, compounds that your body makes uh, when you need to respond immediately, like when you need to run away from something that's dangerous, you need to act immediately and your body is going to produce um, epinephrine or norepinephrine. However, um, something that's, whose effects, another um, 
neurotransmitter whose effects are not necessarily immediate is cortisol. So cortisol is uh, released from your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys. And this is the hormone that gets you going in the morning. So when you wake up, your body produces a lot of cortisol so that you can get your day started. All right, so the regulation of these three hormones, epinephrine, um, norepinephrine, and cortisol, are regulated, their production is regulated from your hypothalamus pituitary adrenal gland axis, HPA axis. So the hypothalamus is in your brain, uh, the pituitary is, sits behind your brain, like sort of in your neck, and your adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys. And so this is the business end of that HPA axis. It's all stemming from your adrenal glands, and you need to take care of yourself in a way that you're not chronically producing these hormones, right? A little bit of the hormones of all of them are super duper important, but when you're chronically producing them, your body will basically have a meltdown. So in the morning, when the cortisol level is highest, all right, that's what gets you going in the morning. So that's really not the time that you need to have that cup of coffee. I'll bet you dollars to donuts that I've mentioned this on some of my podcasts. You don't need to drink a cup of coffee the minute you wake up because one of the things that coffee does is that it stimulates cortisol. So when the cortisol levels are already really high, you don't really need to be producing more. You want to drink that cup of coffee when the cortisol levels drop, roughly an hour or two after you wake up. That's probably when it's going to be most effective. And it's going to pre- prevent you from overproducing that stress hormone. All right, so if you allow yourself to be stressed all the time, right, too much stress, uh, that cortisol is going to be very limited in function. Like when, we, when you're constantly producing cortisol, it can drain your agre- adrenal glands subsequently leading to low cortisol. So it's not going to be there when you need it. All right, so symptoms of low cortisol levels are brain fog, low energy, low blood pressure, low blood sugar, depressive states, uh, cravings, uh, um, comfort food, you know, that uh, macaroni and cheese and pizza, so, and and chocolate, all right, uh, Salt and sweet cravings um, are a side effect of low cortisol production and also maybe even lightheadedness, right? And so if we don't really get a handle, if we don't start taking better care of ourselves, if we let this, um, this you know, pandemic ruin our ability to cope, it's going to ultimately have a much neg- more negative impact on our overall health. All right, so first of all, it's going to increase your risk of depression. And uh, I just did a literature search on the correlation between cortisol and depression, and I found tens of thousands of publication publications that correlate cortisol and depression. So we definitely don't want that. These, this chronic production of cortisol is going to increase your risk of chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, cancer. Uh, Do you really want that? I don't think so. Um, It will also increase your risk of stroke, 
right? Uh, and, and this risk is also seen in type A personality people, people who are always perfectionists, they're always on edge, they're always, you know, a little stressed and trying to like keep up with the Joneses. So type A people, people who are chronically stressed, also have an increased risk of stroke. Uh, you'll have an increased risk of a heart attack. So feeling anxious and stressed is linked with a 27% higher risk of heart attack, which is about the same risk as the effect of smoking five cigarettes a day. So even if you don't smoke cigarettes, you know, your body is going to behave as if you do. Right now, most important is that this chronic chronically feeling stressed from elevated cortisol levels is going to depress your immune response. And that is not what you need right now. You need your immune system to be as strong as it possibly can be. All right. And so when you're chronically stressed, you'll be that person that always suffers from a cold. And that's what this coronavirus is. It is basically a cold that we've never seen before. All right, so you need to have a little bit of stress. You don't want to have a lot of stress, right? Um, so another thing, in addition to depressing your immune response, inflammation, you're going to see chronically elevated levels of inflammatory comp. Uh, compounds, which over time contribute to that increased risk of chronic diseases. Even in children, so chronic levels of stress prematurely ages children. So what we're seeing already is that children born today, all right, are not living as long as their parents, right? So that trend is going to continue if we keep living like this. All right. Also, chronic levels of stress shrink the brain. All right. So um, any stressful situation, losing your job can reduce the gray matter in your brain, which is the region that's tied to emotion and physiological function. So something that I teach my students in one of the classes that I teach, the class called Nutrigenomics, chronically elevated stress affects the genes of your children. I'll say that again. It's going to negatively impact the genes of your children. So all this stress uh, causes chemical changes in the way that your genes are expressed. So it's not going to change your DNA. I mean, your DNA is set in stone. But there are signals that turn those genes on and off. And the stress is going to turn those genes on and off in all the wrong ways. And these chemical modifications to your genes will be inherited to future generations. And it will take two or three generations to wash those modifications away by correcting your behavior. Another thing that stress does is that it affects cancer outcomes. So it's going to impact your ability to fight cancer and can even increase your risk of cancer.
And then, of course, the one thing that I talk about regularly is how it impairs your digestive tract. So the stress is going to impact the bacteria that live in your large intestine called the colon. The bacteria that live in your colon, they run the show. They ensure the integrity of the lining of your digestive tract. So when you don't have the friendly bacteria in your colon, they are not going to take care of you. They're not going to be there to help with to to help digest the food that you're eating to ensure the integrity of your digestive tract. These bacteria are very important in in the production of those hormones and neurotransmitters that regulate your appetite, that regulate how you feel, that regulate your ability to manage your blood sugar. Uh, the, The bacteria that live in your digestive tract also are important in your ability to regulate lipids, so cholesterol levels, right? And these bacteria need to be colonized at a very early age. So the lack of colonization impacts that HPA axis, where those stress hormones are produced, the dysregulation of those hormones, and the chronic elevation of cortisol, uh, your body's ability to manage that process is driven by the healthy bacteria that you acquire at birth and subsequently feed with the right kinds of foods, fruits and vegetables and whole grains, the foods that healthy bacteria like. All right, so feeding them is very important to the stress response. So having lots of friendly bacteria enables a healthy stress response by enabling you to regulate the HPA axis and also the way it helps manage your production of serotonin, which is your feel-good hormone, dopamine, which is a hormone that you need for motor coordination, and acetylcholine, a neurotransmitter that you need for memory. Right. So poor gut health, having more pathogenic bacteria is going to disrupt all of those processes. So that's why you need to modify your diet now. Um, So instead of being driven to eat all those comfort foods, which chronically elevated cortisol levels will have you do, right? you need to really make healthier choices so that you're feeding the friendly bacteria and starving the pathogenic bacteria. The bad guys, they love sugar and processed carbs. So think about yeast, you know, in wine, right? Uh, So the yeast in the grapes feed off the sugar and produce alcohol, right? And alcohol is a solvent that will dissolve your digestive tract um, put in an extreme way. So all that stress eating is just going to make the situation worse. So I highly recommend that you avoid doing that. So while we're all sequestered at home and doing all the things that we can do to prevent the transmission of this viral infection, let's focus on our health. So let's do these five things to ensure the integrity of our digestive tract. Let's eliminate all of the 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 comfort well, not all of the comfort foods, but just let's eliminate foods that don't serve us well. The sugar, uh, you know, 
pull back on the alcohol. I know some people, I think it's interesting that we're leaving the liquor stores open during the pandemic. So uh, some people need to have their vices. But let's try to get a handle on those vices. So you want to eliminate foods like food allergens. You want to eliminate sugar and, and artificial flavors and ingredients. Basically, let's just stay home and eat slow food, food that we cook at home. If you're having problems with digestive with digestion, you might need a digestive enzyme. So talk to your healthcare practitioner about that. Um, I always highly recommend a probiotic. Not everyone needs probiotics, but if you do have poor gut health, a probiotic, a good quality probiotic, um, can help to jumpstart that that gut health. But the probiotic is not going to be very useful if you're not feeding it the food that it's, it likes. Foods that are high in, in fiber, right, and resistant starch. Our resistant starch is another kind of food that really feeds these um, bacteria that live in your digestive tr- tract and is derived from foods like um, uh, potatoes, cold potatoes, uh, legumes, uh, unripened bananas, um, uh, uh, non-genetically modified corn products, things like that. If you'd like to learn more about some of these foods, um, you're certainly welcome to go to the Eagle Rock Nutrition website. That's eaglerock.com and leave me a message and I'll follow up with you to help uh, clean up your diet while you're at home. Um, certainly, you need to um, think about some some regenerative products. So if you have poor gut health, right, and you need to restore your gut, uh, in addition to cleaning up your diet, uh, think about taking uh, an omega-3 fatty acid with EPA and DHA, which are very anti-inflammatory. If you suffer from really bad acid reflux, maybe a little glutamine, a little aloe can help restore the integrity of your digestive tract and some other herbal herbal products that you're more than welcome to uh, contact me at the website and um, send me a prompt. And then, of course, we need to exercise. Uh, As you know, I'm a fitness instructor at the Y and certainly missing my good friends at the Rahway and Union YMCA's and all the wonderful people that take my cardio aqua class, missing everyone. But exercise cannot say enough good things about the ways, the many ways that exercise can be used to reduce stress, to improve gut health, to improve um, brain function and memory and overall metabolism. And maybe we need to start doing things um, like uh, deep breathing and meditation, uh, all things that we need to do to, to reduce stress. Stress. I talk to my patients about four, four, seven, eight breathing, breathing in through your, your nose, out through your mouth. Deep breathing is incredibly effective at reducing stress and also at improving heart health. Uh, So that's all I have to say. I'm going to end this particular podcast with a practitioner's guide uh, for dealing with COVID-19. So do what you can to support your immune system so that you don't 
um, so that you're not prone to the infection by getting seven to eight hours of sleep each night, staying hydrated, drink at least half your weight in fluids. It doesn't have to necessarily be water, but uh, any non-alcoholic beverage will do. Exercise daily. It does not have to be rigorous, but you need to avoid long bouts of sitting. So it's really the sitting that's harming your immune system and overall health more so than the kinds of exercise that you're doing. Um, deep breathing and meditation. Avoid weight gain, which is going to be hard to do while we're sequestered at home. So really try to get up, play with your kids, get up and about, go in your backyard. Um, the air is free. You can still go outside and take a, wa- a walk so long as you're avoiding people. Um, stay um Stay six feet apart from other people uh, while you're going outside. But avoid weight gain with small meals spread four hours apart. You really need a good four hours for your blood sugar to come all the way down after you've eaten a meal. You'll start to get hungry about two hours after eating a meal, but really avoid that urge to eat a snack because all that snacking and grazing really damages our body compositions. And focus on immune-boosting foods, so what to eat besides fruits and vegetables, Um, anything that's high in antioxidants, vitamin C and vitamin E. Nuts and seeds are very high in vitamin E. Those are the two vitamins that function as antioxidants, and you could also contact me on the website if you'd like to learn more about antioxidant kinds of foods. Um, So number seven, I haven't been counting, but number seven, replace bad fats. Um, from red meat and cured meats and cold cuts with good fats from fish, nuts, and seeds. And um, if your health is less than optimal, then make an appointment with your healthcare practitioner. Um, most doctors are now uh, have the option to inter- interact with their patients through telemed and teledoc. So it's not too late to make an appointment with your healthcare practitioner. So thanks so much for listening to me today. If you'd like to learn more about me, Laura Rockos, or Eagle Rock Nutrition, feel free to visit our website at www.eaglerock.com.